We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Uncontested Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Justin, joined by the incredible, the unmatchable Taylor. We are here. Justin, when was the last time you and I did a podcast by ourselves? It it's has been, been a, a hot minute. minute. Been a hot minute. It feels good. Yeah, it, absolutely. I, you've had a lot going on. Um, I've had a lot going on. Um, we're kind of finally situated in the new house, hence the whole uh, echo I have going on right it now. It sounds but... like you're in a mansion, yeah. if I'm being honest. <laughs> like you, you're you sitting in the middle uh, of like the, the parlor. My ginormous... Um, 5,000 square foot living room. Yeah, no. that's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> that is not what's happening here. I do have an office now, which is awesome. That's what I'm in. But, but it uh, sounds like it might be an empty office. <laughs> we, we, we need to throw in a little more furniture in here. Maybe uh, once the wife's done with her Netflix in the, in the main room, I'll open up the doors and maybe that'll help. But, you know, we're, we're situated. I'm getting to podcast with my friends again, and I haven't gotten to talk to you in a while um, ever since COVID started. 
crazy just, it's times, been hard man. to get all of us on a podcast at the same time and then yeah just uh, we all had stuff going on individually and so it's a uh, it's nice to be able to talk to you again and we caught up a little bit before all this so uh it's good it's so yeah good you know, to be back. here we are although i will say it's 9 30 central time and apparently tulsa has a curfew um so i might have to jump yeah. off here in 30 minutes <laughs> wait no never mind i don't it, think that's what that means yeah right right yeah well um first of all it's only for people around the bok vicinity which will be really interesting i mean what are you going to tell people go back to your tents like uh, how does that work uh, yeah. and two we're bigsby now right across the uh city line so okay i have no curfew you're out in the take birds, that mom huh? <laughs> i like it uh, i like it well you're as actually, always uh, you're actually in Oklahoma as well right now, right? I, I am in Oklahoma right now. We are visiting some family, so we are up in, in Oklahoma City. It, it's nice to be here other yeah. than, you know, the impending doom from spiking COVID cases. Uh, no Other kidding. than that, it's great. We love it. That is awesome. <laughs> well, good. Um, as always, I do want to mention before we dive in that you can find our podcasts Anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, you name it, we're there. You can find us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at the underscore uncontested, and on Facebook, the uncontested podcast. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, who just keep signing cooler and cooler people every day. Yes. Uh, That new podcast that you just heard on the pre-roll with Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs, coming on board lots of cool stuff lots of great podcasts nba nfl mlb esports you name it we got it so without further ado taylor you ready to talk some basketball because there is a lot to talk about there is we have actual basketball to talk about not like segments that we've had to come up with for this like <laughs> basically nba offseason 2.0 we have like actual basketball to talk about so it's i'm amazing. really excited it, yes. Uh, so basically, two two nights ago, Shams went on like an oh, incredible man. stream of shout tweets. Out, my... sh- shout out Shams or Sham. I've heard of both, but uh, man, I never he, know. I he just, just completely, I mean, Rose was like, okay, well, then I'll tweet out this article with Avery Bradley. And it's like, psh, everybody, <laughs> no for, one I mean, cares, Woj. with that being said, that was a, a great article. It was a and good a, article. A really we do care. Awesome. Yeah, right. We do care. <laughs> Avery, uh, just, uh, he was extremely articulate. I thought he did a great, great job. Um, and, and it's such an important issue, obviously. And, and we kind of discussed some of that um, on last week's podcast. Now, yeah. I'll be even, you know, even um, transparent here as well listening back onto last week's podcast and then having a week kind of to digest all that content, um, almost a week now, I, I will say, I feel like it, my stance on Kyrie maybe has changed even again a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I might be a little yeah. even more sympathetic towards Kyrie's case, although he just, I mean, that man just doesn't really know how to, the right way to go about it all. And then you see Kendrick Perkins tweets, which is like, a, we could have even made that like a, a topic on today's podcast. Um, <laughs> but with all that being said, like those are incredibly important issues. And I think it's really cool with guys like Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, and even Kyrie yeah. to an extent, even if he's going about it the wrong way, potentially um, in, in some instances. <laughs> um, well, I, I think it's something that, you know, is gonna, it's gonna be a huge part of this Orlando experience, no matter what, right. You know, right. there, there was a good article on ESPN, talking with uh, Sterling Brown from the Bucks, who really talked about this opportunity in Orlando is going to be a really big platform. So a little different approach than, than what Kyrie was thinking, but not, not saying either one's right or wrong, but uh, Sterling kind of pointed out that, you know, there's going to be 
all eyes on Orlando when this right. thing starts back up. There's going to be a pretty big opportunity for players to have a voice, whether that's you know pregame, halftime, postgame, whatever. During the have game, a platform. with no crowd, I mean, with limited crowd noise, like there's so many right, and right. It, it goes even further beyond just the games. And I think that's kind of what um, kind of made me open my eyes a little bit, even since we recorded the last podcast. Again, this is a something that I continue to try and listen to rather than speak on, even if I sometimes fail to um, yeah. do more of the uh, the the latter than the former. But with that being said, you know, this past week, I, I really have learned even more. For example, Avery Bradley saying, no, we aren't just talking about the resumption of play this season. We want more African-American or, or people of color, even out, not outside of African-Americans, uh, being hired into more prominent roles in the NBA. We yeah. want the league to back us up, us players up, when we donate money to some of these causes. You know, and, and just like things like that are so important. And I really have a lot of respect for how Avery came out yeah. um, with that article. And I didn't mean to change the, the topic on us, um, but with all that kind of coming back full circle, that's kind of what uh, Woj focused on, which is really important, kind of what ESPN wanted to prioritize. But with that being said, Champs came out that same exact night here two nights ago, like you said, Justin, and just, I mean, basically had a player connection. He, and who he was came out firing. everything. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was coming out with screenshots from the email, that, the, right? the booklet that the players were sent. I mean, it was uh, it was impressive. And I saw a tweet from somebody, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, nobody in, NBA, in Thunder Twitter, somebody just I like, followed via the, you know, NBA Twitter, essentially. But basically saying, like, look, Woj is the ultimate, like, uh, scoop reporter. But um, this is where it 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 pays to have those player connections. And Woj yeah. doesn't really have that. Shams does. And he was being fed just, like, straight. He, he got forwarded the email, basically. So it was allegedly a 100-page document that outlines uh, the reopening procedure, uh, which makes total sense to me. Um, I, you know, I, I've been involved throughout all this in a couple of different reopening committees uh, on a much smaller scale than what we're talking about in Orlando. And it's just what? insane no way. the number of things <laughs> that you have to consider. So I can only imagine right. taking in something of this magnitude, the amount of uh, thoroughness that's required is astronomical and i think we got to see a lot of that via shams tweets as well as some follow-up articles there was a great article from uh brian windhorse on espn that kind of goes through the plan as well uh but we're going to talk about it so let's kind of just take this thing on uh tackle this beast the first thing that stood out to me that made me laugh is that players (laughs) are required to wear magic bands i love Uh, it have you give been me, to Disney my, World with a magic band? I was actually, I don't think it was a magic band at that point. Um, gotcha. It was still like the, the, the physical fast pass kind of yeah. thing. Um, where so we went. Either that or it was like a paper band. I can't remember. But we went, I think the last time we went, I was probably um, like a junior in high school. So it's we been went, almost 10 years, which is crazy. We went a few years ago and it was the first time I had been with magic bands. And they're fantastic. Um, they look awesome. You don't have to carry money. Which is convenient, but also really nice for Disney because then it doesn't exactly. feel like you're spending money. You uh, just make, swipe your band <laughs> or it, put your band up there, and next thing you know, yeah. you've gotten your like your third treat of the day, or like <laughs> exactly. Uh, but room key, like everything, all in one point. So they are See, modifying awesome. it uh, to include room key, security checkpoints, coronavirus testing check-ins. Uh, one thing that I think is interesting that I wonder if is maybe flying under the radar a little bit is 
I read an article a few years ago, I think it was in Fast Company, talking about the Magic Band and the technology behind it. And Disney has the ability, uh, it has location tracking built in it. So they can see traffic flows of people throughout the park when they're wearing the Magic Band. They can see, you know, if somebody spent two hours waiting in line because it's a small world broke down, they can see that. I wonder, is there a little bit of like player movement tracking that's going to be going on behind the scenes? How much of that is going to be available in addition to, you know, the room key and all that kind of stuff? Are they going to be able to watch, you know, James Harden trying to sneak off campus uh, for the fourth time in seven nights? To the Mickey Mouse uh, strip house or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever it was i'd like to believe we're tweeting around thing. yeah um uh, that's interesting i i didn't realize that it, that those uh, wristbands had the capability to do, do those kinds of things um and it makes sense if it has a capability to open up your room to right. store your credit card information um to do all these different things around the resort it would make sense that disney would have some sort of gps tracking um involved with those yeah i know that was something that the players were obviously uh cautious about and maybe right. had some um, some pushback against was kind of the the freedom they have around the bubble and also tracking. Um, in fact, you know, and I know you're going to get into this in a second, but um, you know the whole wearable ring thing that got announced today. Yeah, um, and we'll get into that. But it, Kyle Kuzma's response to that was, "This was like a tracking device." Yeah, so let, let's talk about that. That ring. Uh, so they they mentioned it's an optional uh, piece of this component or piece of this plan, but the there's a ring that can track heart rate, respiration rate, uh, and some other variables that uh, allegedly can help detect COVID uh, up to three days early, I think it says. Which is really cool, Um, really cool. It is really cool. Um, It does, you know, raise some more, you know, the more data you collect, the more data that exists out there. You have to wonder who has access to it. Who's yes. evaluating that? But one thing I read, and again, I mean, I also understand there's the whole disclaimer that all the facts are not necessarily available at the moment. And <laughs> there's some of this stuff that's just going to kind of come out on the fly. Um, but with that being said, the article I did read about this mentioned that A, the players will have the, if they choose to wear the ring, they will have the um, same amount of accessibility to the data as um, the league will. And then they will forward that data on to the University of Michigan, who will use it in a study uh, surrounding the COVID nineteen, which That's is really cool. cool. Yeah. But that leads me to my next, uh, my next, you know, disclaimer here that the players apparently have the option to wear this ring. Now, like you said, Justin, and something I didn't realize is, um, you know, the players are required to wear the magic bands, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it had that GPS tracking capability to an extent. But um, the ring and the um, device that would like. If you get within six feet of somebody, it beeps. Like yeah, both right. of those are optional for players. From what I read, again, disclaimer. <laughs> Interesting. I, you know, I feel like I could use a ring that told me I had coronavirus yeah, I, three no days kidding. early. Like, uh, if that thing really works, sign me up for that. I'll take one, please. I thought the same thing. So much so that I followed the link on the article uh, yeah. to the site and realized they were four hundred bucks. And I was like, well, shoot. I've, uh, we were talking about, you know, you're about, your family's about to move into a home. It's going to be bigger than ours. <laughs> Moving you have two cheap. kids. And yeah, and cheap. I just moved into a home and I have no money. So there's no way I'm buying a $400 coronavirus ring. You got to build, you got to put some <laughs> furniture in that parlor. Yeah, room. that's right. Yeah. And it's going to take me a year to build up just to get that. So, oh man. So we one did. of the other things that I think is, uh, probably most 
fascinating about this plan is that the NBA is creating an anonymous hotline to report potential violations. Also called the Chris Paul hotline <laughs> on NBA. You dial one eight 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 CP three. Yes, I would like to uh, report an untucked jersey. Um, yes, I would like to report that James Harden <laughs> snuck off the premises with Kawhi Leonard. Um, I personally at 11 I, p.m. Central. <laughs> I can't wait for the Thunder to win the NBA title this year because Chris Paul personally gets every other team disqualified yes. for uh, violating different rules of the bubble. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a crowning achievement. What if uh, what if you call into the hotline and it's a uh, like Chris Paul using the Cliff Paul voice? <laughs> you, you reached uh, Cliff He's Paul. Fielding the reports. <laughs> I like it. Uh, what was it? Oh, here it is. So Dan Favell. Um, of Bleacher Report and also a fellow member of the Blue Wire podcast yep. family. They tweeted out that that meme of the um, the man on the phone with that like that distressed oh, yes. look on his voice with like he looks like to be like in a it looks like a photo shoot. There's like camera big camera things in the background and a whole bunch of people around and he just looks like <laughs> super stressed and upset. So they yes. photoshopped Chris Paul's head on it and Dan um, quotes it and says Yes, hey, hi. I have it on good authority that James Harden is hosting an out-of-bubble doubles ping-pong tournament at Crazy Horse. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so great, because again, that's something we'll get into as well, but there's all these funny restrictions that were within that, you know, hidden within that 100-plus page document. Um, Yeah, so we had no doubles ping-pong. Yeah. (laughs) um, Only singles, which I'm not sure how effective that's going to be. Like we're right. all aware that these guys are going to play basketball against each other. Right. Exactly. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how that much that's different going to affect when they're in. being tested. Like it, it yeah. I don't, um, I don't the other one that I like is that decks of cards will be discarded after use, which the, they quickly followed up with the disclaimer that, uh, plenty of cards will be, be available. <laughs> <laughs> that is a league who knows their players and are trying to cater right? to them to the highest. Because, you know, I mean, if, if there's one league that's uh, notorious for its gambling, it's the NBA. Uh, <laughs> ever since the, I mean, even before the Jordan days, those guys right. were on planes going coast to coast. They're uh, putting some serious money down on some card games. And so it's it was pretty funny to see that. Like, they obviously knew, um, yeah, what was, what was going to go down there. I can't wait for the first... Uh, cast member to pick up a deck of cards out of the trash and like put it on eBay or something like Used deck of by cards. LeBron James and exactly. James Harden for that's right two million dollars like <laughs> how much uh how much tampering do you think is going to take place over these decks so of that's, cards that's the thing okay that's a great point <laughs> because it, seriously though like these players are doing all these activities and for the time being you know again there's different phases um and shams did a really great job of breaking those down in a uh, article he did with the athletic we're yeah. not going to bore you guys with those dates but essentially there's like four phases for a and for b so essentially like five plus phases and this whole ping pong decks of cars the djs that they could potentially bring in the comedians they could potentially bring in using yep. social distancing standards and, and rules and regulations that would all fall into the later phases once these guys have completed their training camps and are starting games and then that even opens up even further once teams are eliminated and we start getting into like actual playoffs and there's fewer teams there um but with all that being said like at, at a certain point teams are able to uh go between hotels and and see all the entirety of the league essentially and so imagine like james harden russell westbrook playing shea and chris paul and ping pong 
or, or the shoots like <laughs> Steph and Draymond and ping pong or and like you said probably even more specific and, and more um applicable and like a gambling game of cards you have like the Warriors on one side of the table like three or four guys from the Warriors and three or four guys from the Rockets <laughs> can you imagine how heated that I mean, would what, it, what it makes me think of is the the Olympics like how many times oh, have we heard a, a story point. like think about Kevin Durant for example it, depending on what narrative you listen to his courtship with the Warriors started at the Olympics mm-hmm. when he was hanging around Steph and Clay and Draymond and really got to see their chemistry like how much of that is going to go down or in even Disney? just like a, the last dance which was even more recent um in, in terms of it being you know the, the last dance was played um for us and, and we got to or what's broadcasted for us and we got to watch it here during speaking of coronavirus but right um but seeing like guys like Barkley and MJ and Magic playing cards up, like staying up all night, putting right. serious money, creating those relationships. Like, yeah, you're exactly right, Justin. Like, what relationships are made that way? Even if they don't join teams together, who's staying up playing cards together until 4 a.m. and putting out serious bucks? And then, like you said, taking that even a step further, does that lead to some tampering and to some, um, uh, you know, some friendships being made to where we see some some action on free agency here in a couple of seasons because of this. You know, it's so interesting. You know, there will be the inevitable like blurry picture from a Disney cast member taken yeah. from <laughs> between the bushes of of LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Giannis playing cards together. At Giannis 2 to LA. Confirmed. And that's exactly right. It's going to set Twitter on fire. Everyone's oh. going to be speculating. But even worse than that, you're going to have the guys, the anonymous guys on Reddit. My cousin's best friend's next door neighbor's dog's owner <laughs> was is a cast member at Disney and saw LeBron hang out with Giannis. So Giannis to the Lakers next season. <laughs> like it's you know just what the worst get... part about uh, those kind of theories is? Is that sometimes they're right. <laughs> Like with the the Kevin Durant Kyrie thing, when that's so uh, true. Everybody used that clip of them before the All Star game uh, talking about them going to the Knicks. That's so and true. They were right. They just had the wrong team. Like <laughs> someone's gonna get something right out of this, and it sucks. Uh, yeah, and it's gonna be something just as ridiculous as that. Like right? my best friends, uncles, sisters, whatever. You know. Um, oh man. So other other amenities going on. We've mentioned the the ping pong, uh, the card games. There's also going to be a players-only lounge with gaming and NBA 2K, pools, trails, barbers, manicurists, pedicurists, a 24-hour VIP concierge, daily entertainment, including (laughs) movies, DJ sets, lawn games, uh, as well as players can also attend other games that are going on. Uh, Those poor players, man. They really have it rough in there. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Why couldn't my coronavirus bubble look like yeah, that? Right. My coronavirus no bubble consists of uh, eating frozen taquitos. Um, <laughs> Which walking, are great, by the way. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not knocking them. Fair. Um, walking around the block, mowing the lawn. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Working from home. Working and, for, staring um, at the trying wall Trying to take care of two children for you. All the, Watching the, at, Blue's at the same Clues time. Yeah, over right. and over. Right. And, you know, if I just had a manicurist, I think everything would be different. So, like, I, I obviously want to make that comment and joke around based off of the whole uh, the bubble situation, which players were complaining about now. Yeah. I will say 
there's a whole other aspect to that, which is actually very serious. And that is the current um, social injustice issues going on right now where players feel like yeah. they want to be outside of that bubble for those reasons, in which case I absolutely will not be making fun of that. I want to make that clear. But yep. for those players that are like, eh, I want to be able to leave the bubble. I want to be able to go to this restaurant and I want to be able to go see my, you know, and I do understand like wanting to go and see your family and your wife, but like doing this for seven weeks and then, you know, your wife and kids or, um, Whatever it may, like players do that all the time throughout the season, and so I mean, look at right. Chris Paul the past two seasons for that matter. Yeah, right. um, so I I don't think it's that big of a deal for these players to have to do that for for this long. Now again, there's issues outside of the whole just quarantine situation, like I mentioned, that absolutely are understandable. But yeah, all the things that you mentioned, Justin, like that sounds pretty awesome. Um, even if they don't get to do it until like two or three weeks into the whole quarantine bubble. Well, and they were talking about, you know, with the movies, they were talking about getting unreleased movies shown in there, especially thinking about, you know, a little bit down the line, uh, players mm. will be allowed to bring guests in, like having family movie nights with your kids uh, with a movie that's not released yet. I was about that, to say, not that's just any movie. That's pretty cool. And the, yeah. I think the one that was, um, that was reported, and it might have been from Keith again, Keith Smith, friend of the pod, but um, like... Um, was it Black, Black Widow? Widow? The new Black yeah. Widow movie. And, you know, all these new Disney movies that haven't been released yet. I mean, that sounds awesome. Imagine, like, sitting and there and getting to watch, like, the first three episodes of the next Mandalorian season or something crazy like that. There we like, go. Now we're awesome. talking. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Um, <laughs> I also thought it was interesting that, I, you know, in, there's been a lot of talk about the bubble and securing the bubble and how tight the bubble is. That the guidelines apparently, the, the way it's worded is that um, if anyone leaves the campus without prior approval, mm-hmm. they'll be subject to a 10 to 14 day quarantine, reduction in compensation for games missed, and enhanced testing, aka uh, getting a swab shoved up your nasal cavity. <laughs> but I, I'm just curious, like, what are the grounds for gaining approval if, if it's solely... That seems kind uh, of vague. And for maybe, people that didn't get approval, I'm curious what it would look like to get approval. Right. And and again, I, I and I, we actually, I guess we haven't said this yet. So what Shans was reporting on was like the 30-ish page, 40-ish page document, which is still pretty ridiculous. But the document that the players received, which is kind of like a summarized version that had the graphics yeah. and all things of that nature. And then later that evening, like later that night, the 100-page document came out. Right. Um, so I wonder if there's maybe more clarity, more details in the 100-page document. But even since then, and some of the guys have, uh, some of the reporters have gone through it and done some analysis on it and done some breakdowns, and there hasn't really been a whole lot more clarity. So you're right. I think that's a really good point. Like I think the only thing that's been mentioned is like your excuse, and they give examples. So obviously, family matters such as weddings, mm-hmm. birth of a child, funeral, family emergency, etc. Um, but you're right. Like. It, is it just I, my assumption is like there's probably like some sort of committee you bring right. it to adam and whoever else you know on the board and um say hey i have the situation i'd really like to be able to go um is it okay if i do so i'll do these guidelines while you know i'll get tested every day while i'm out back here home doing this i don't know it, it, you're, that's a good point it's really interesting to me it will be interesting and, and on that note thinking about what happens when somebody uh, gets a positive test. I think that, that that's been the biggest question overall. Uh, mm. We saw what happened the first time in that the entire NBA shut down on a dime. Obviously, uh, the NBA can't afford to do that this time around, uh, but they also have 
better means of testing. So the document also outlined what happens, what the protocol is, whenever a player does test positive. The first thing is that they go into immediate self-isolation. They'll then get retested to confirm the positive test. And then uh, as they are quarantined, once they get a negative test, they'll need to get another consecutive negative test before they're allowed to exit isolation and rejoin their team. Fair. Feels like a good strategy. Feels like something America should be doing if we had better no uh, testing supplies, uh, if I'm being honest. No kidding. <laughs> Um, Justin, you live in, in Texas and obviously you have family in Oklahoma and uh, Uh I live in Oklahoma and, uh, our states are two states that probably could benefit from that right now. Our states are not doing too great. Not at all. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is scary. It is scary. Wild. Um, but I, I I think those are great, uh, great steps being taken by the league and I can't blame them for implementing that. Like I understand maybe the players impatience there. Um, but with that being said, I think it's absolutely necessary because, or else, like you said, Justin, you guys, are, you guys are going to be those guys are going to be in such close proximity with one another, yep. playing these games um, and playing yeah. so many. I mean, think of how many games that we already have talked about this in the, in the past couple of podcasts. But there's going to be like, you know, however many games a day, and these players are going to be playing almost every other day. And yeah. so imagine like being that close proximity with some of these guys if somebody has a positive test you want to make sure they're completely clear of the virus yep. or else you're going to have a major outbreak and guess what we aren't going to get going to get the nba season it's going to be put on hiatus quote unquote again which means that we probably will have to end the season and won't yep. get a, a a conclusion to the season and we'll have to just look forward ahead to next season whenever that may resume seeing how you know it, i mean who knows so it's a i i think these these measures being put in place are important and on that note, um, there's also pretty um, intense measures. And I'm trying to look for that article, and I can't find it now, of course, mid-podcast, but um, of, of the testing protocols that players' guests will have to go through. Like you mentioned, Justin, they'll be allowed to come after right. the first round, I believe, of the playoffs. And so they would have to quarantine, I think it's like for however many days, um, either in the um, the team's home markets or basically wherever those the player's family resides and then from there they'll be brought into the bubble where i think they have to be quarantined for like two or three days and again this is all just yep. off the top of my head because i don't have that article pulled up but um I mean, pretty extensive I, I was reading through it and i was like man this is even more extensive than i thought it would be for guests but when you think about it if you just let people come and go freely exactly I mean, and not even freely but even just with limited restrictions that's how you introduce the virus back into the bubble which you're trying yep. to you know, keep quote unquote pure. And that's how the virus runs rampant and ends your season before you can even conclude it. Yep. A- absolutely. And I think I saw something, I don't remember who shared it, but they were even talking about, you know, on court protocols down to, you know, discouraging licking your palms yes. or touching your mouthpiece. Uh, that or... was a, I'm not directed towards Steph, but like Steph is a man who's like notorious <laughs> for his mouthpiece. Steph's notorious, but there's lots of guys that, that play with their mouthpiece and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how well, I mean, just habits like that, like Serge Ibaka, doctors who like wants the ball before every free throw and has to <laughs> right. hold and like pray over it or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll be like interesting that. to see what happens with that for sure. So the last piece of this plan that I want to talk about is is maybe the most fun. Yes. Uh, there's been tons of talk about how to reward the higher seeds. 
in that you know they don't have home court advantage anymore. There were some ridiculous theories, uh, but the one that has is being implemented that we know about so far is hotel assignments. Hotel assignments were given out based off seed. The top four seeds in each conference have been placed at the Grand Destino Hotel. So that includes Milwaukee, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Heat. While the next eight teams are placed at the Grand Floridian, which includes the Thunder, the Sixers, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Mavs, the Nets, the Grizzlies, and the Magic. While last, uh, and maybe least, at the Yacht Club is the Trailblazers, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Suns, and the wizards peasants peasants um, <laughs> which actually but apparently, exactly i was gonna say the yacht club is not a bad hotel at all it, in fact it's, it's like not one of the bad. most popular resorts that are chosen by um by families who go and visit mainly due to its proximity to some of the parks but it's also not a cheap hotel or a resort to stay there at. are no cheap hotels no, at disney fair World. that is a good that, that is a fair <laughs> point but yeah yacht club isn't that you know it, it's supposed to be a very fun place to stay and then you have the grand floridian which is kind of maybe the most infamous i think um because it's the closest in terms of magic kingdom it's also kind of was the nicest there for a while before uh, Disney World got a little more modern with some of the resorts and hotels. Yeah. Um, but still very nice, a little more luxurious maybe, um, but also kind of stuck in that time frame of whatever you would call it. Like I, I was listening to the No Dunks podcast. I'm not sure if you listen to it, Justin, but like um, they interviewed somebody who's like, I guess you'd call him like a quote unquote Disney expert. And she basically reports on like Disney World. And so this is like, she's been reporting on this as well with the NBA and the MLS coming there. And uh, she kind of described this as like, you know, the couches in the rooms are going to have like floral patterns and things of that nature compare which will be a little different than NBA players are accustomed to when they stay in hotels where the grand right. destino while um it, it some some people may not even say it's as nice it's just it's more modern um i think it's a little bigger and it's the newest of the the bunch and i think most importantly is it's more central um and closer to some of the, the basically the, the worldwide sports will, where they will be playing and so i think that's where we saw like the reports from sham saying that um, as players advance you know throughout the regular season um, reseeding games whatever they're calling it the resumption of games and then into the playing games and then into the um the playoffs that there's potential that some of these teams could be shuffled around right. and basically back to the green destino which is a little more central all in all, though, it's, it's fascinating to think about. What was the first thought that you had when you saw this list of teams and, and these uh, specific, uh, almost said casinos, because I'm reading the destino word. <laughs> God, <laughs> that hotels. would be dangerous. Well, hotels. The, the first thing I thought was that I'm pissed that the Thunder Jazz game didn't get to go down because that not only affects seating, but apparently also affects hotel assignments That's because a good now. Point. The Jazz are in the Grand Destino, while the Thunder are in the Grand Floridian. Unbelievable. I mean, it's an injustice, Taylor. It is. Um, I've never stayed at any of these hotels. When I went to <laughs> Disney World, we stayed at literally the cheapest hotel you could stay in. Yes. And it was like a Motel 6 that cost three times as much. I think we say it like, the, what is it, like the rock and roll jazz? I don't know. When I was little, we went when I was in like fourth yeah. grade, and that's where we stayed, that like a rock and roll, whatever it was. And it, you're right, it was like a motel. Then yep, we not went great. when I was like a junior in high school, because my sister had a volleyball tournament through um, when she was like a freshman or something. She got uh -huh. to go. And we stayed at a much nicer hotel. I, I, it might have been... It's a different world. It might have been the Yacht Club. Uh, okay. Whichever one of those that was... Um, 
because they like there was a lake behind it, and you could take that lake and take the ferry like to Epcot and stuff. But there's yeah, all these hotels I around it. I think that it. might be Yacht Club. And it was it was really fun. Like they, it, it wasn't like the nicest of all the hotels. It wasn't the most expensive, but it was nice and it's just such an awesome area because there's all these shops and, um, you know, I was young, so obviously I didn't go to bars. There was like little bar setups and um, <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> what I'm saying is I snuck out when I was a junior in right. high school and <laughs> right. But no, like there was like I remember getting like ice cream with some like ice cream parlors, just some really fun stuff to do like at night. And then also there's like this is the thing that cracks me up the most is like there's these um all these like water park areas at all these different resorts. And so yeah. obviously they're going to be closed because of coronavirus. But can you imagine like you know. It's a an off day for the Houston Rockets and Russell Westbrook and Noah are sliding down the pirate slides and you have like a PJ Tucker over there in the pool waving at it, you know, yes. like <laughs> it could be like the new banana boat picture. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. So Fantastic. true. So true. But yeah, it'll be fun to uh, kind of watch these these teams, how they interact with one another. Um, yep. Also, I think the other two things to keep in mind is something I didn't really realize is two of these teams are going to have um, have ten, or I guess uh, guests um, who like have seasonal passes and have like the whatever like one of the most expensive ones is. Regardless, they're letting those people in first, and so there will be some people. Maybe not, you know, they're going to try and keep these players protected, but there's still some of these people who are going to be at least seeing these players, even if it's from a distance. So yeah. I'm curious how that affects things. Well, one thing that that's interesting too. Um, so I was having a conversation the other day that um, one of the Thunder's team doctors, Doctor Yates, mm-hmm. who uh, I think he won, he was won the NBA Physicians Award, whatever that's called, last year. Um, he's also the one who famously vetoed the Tyson Chandler trade. So do with that what you will. Um, he is actually traveling Ooh. to the bubble, not with the Thunder, but with the NBA. Interesting. Um, so there's going to be a group of medical professionals, and I'm assuming probably from other disciplines as well, who are coming um, with the NBA because just logistically, like not every doctor can leave that their practice for awesome. three months. That allows um, and so, that allows some of these teams to bring additional doctors. Now, granted, he won't be just working with the Thunder, probably coming correct, with the NBA, right. but he'll be there with the NBA. That means, but that it is kind of cool these teams that have you additional know, he, doctors, right? Exactly. Justin, breaking uh, breaking news here on the podcast. We're going to have to segment this on Twitter tomorrow. That's, uh, seriously, though, that's that's really it's, interesting. It's interesting. And, it's very think about um, it because it's, light-breaking It's been news, such a big, yeah. um, a, kind of a big conversation about, okay, so who are these teams going to prioritize? Like what they have these, um, yeah, you know, right. these necessary, these required um, people they have to bring with them. But then that leaves like some spots up to interpretation. So who are you going to bring? So if you have a guy like that with the Thunder who's already going with the NBA – that leaves an open spot to bring an assistant coach, for example, an additional assistant coach. So that's a, that's seriously, that's, that's really cool news. You just broke there. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive, but be interesting. So speaking, uh, and just really quick, I just kind of want to wrap this up because one thing I've noticed throughout the week, and again, like I said, I've done a lot of just internal reflecting on all of it. Um, from a racial standpoint, like I mentioned, um, compared to when we podcasted on Sunday, um, and to now as well as just the whole like again i live in oklahoma um you have family in oklahoma and you're from texas justin and we've seen yep. corona covid19 cases spike and it's honestly horrifying and yet you know it was so weird here back in march we all felt like quarantine and i almost felt cooped up and like right like the apocalypse is happening 
and cases were like maybe a fraction of what they are now. And now it feels like everybody's kind of business as usual in our two states at least, which is again, scary. And so all that being said, um, I've been listening to podcasts and reading articles over the past week, as I'm sure you have. One thing I've noticed is that there seems to be maybe some skepticism amongst people. And I think the thing that didn't really maybe sit well with me is that these were people who weren't necessarily like criticizing the league before all this. They weren't vocally saying, no, you guys shouldn't come back. This is a bad idea. Just set the season out. They were saying, oh man, you know, the NBA season could start again. This is so exciting. And then they announce all this and it's like, oh, well, look at all these loopholes. Look at all these potential holes where the coronavirus could spread. And it's like, right. no, like the, the NBA just put So my thoughts on this, and I want your thoughts. Um, the NBA put out a 100-page document, 100-plus-page document, right. like we mentioned. Um, and I thought at least the highlights that, we, that were reported to us general uh, NBA fans, I thought were incredibly impressive. Uh, again, it was well thought out, very articulate in terms of uh, the plans laid out. Yes, there are things that need to be um, addressed even further, and there's some things that won't even be able to be addressed until they're on campus. But overall, the time and effort put into this is, is, is very impressive to me. And so for yeah. some of these guys, and again, they have big voices. I'm not talking about your average Joe um, – podcast that covers your local team you know like the uncontested right (laughs) (laughs) but seriously like some of these national guys um and it's almost disappointing to me because they were i have a certain podcast in mind i may or may not have quoted earlier in the podcast justin who were very (laughs) excited and optimistic about the season starting and then all of a sudden um you know they're very skeptical about the plane coming out and it's like look they did everything they could yeah so that's my kind of thoughts on it and i, I kind of want to see where you you sit on it i think we'll, the biggest we'll thing is you you have to be flexible like like i mentioned i have been involved in a couple of these discussions albeit on a much smaller scale and it's just literally impossible to account for every possible scenario you you kind of just have to do your best and then be flexible with the rest and i think that as this thing unfolds protocols are going to change uh holes are going to emerge like i think those are valid concerns that there's some holes and they're going to have to be addressed i think it's ignorant to think that you're going to be able to preempt every single one of those from the get-go more so the hope is once they arise can you put a plan in place to remedy them and stop anything from outbreaking i think overall the increase in testing is probably the most promising aspect of this i think that it allows them to feel confident about an outbreak not occurring or being less likely to occur, I should say. If you can test everybody uh, that that has a symptom and then everybody who came in contact with that person, uh, if you can really perform some, some well-thought-out, thorough contact tracing, you should be able to preempt uh, that pretty well. Exactly. My kind of doomsday scenario in my head that I keep kicking around is what happens if like seven players exactly. go down from the bucks in the eastern conference finals how do or something like that, that like, series exactly how, exactly that like really there's no way around that or um, even worse i think there's even a even worse case scenario than that what if you know seven players like you said but from five or six different teams catch it and then the worst case scenario is a very obvious and easy decision there you have to end the season and there's yeah. no champion, and then right. Lord knows when we will resume the next season or begin the next season, um, right. based off you know vaccine availability and how cases react from between now and December or January, whatever. Um, it's a 
there's there's certainly a scary aspect to all this as well. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, like we talked about, hopefully the plan that's in place uh, can prevent all of that from happening and we get to sit back and enjoy some basketball. Maybe even bet on some basketball. Ooh, I like where you're going with that. If you were to bet on some basketball, you should choose betonline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, none other than the, the guys that I mentioned over at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back. Like we mentioned, the NBA is coming back. Um, the MLB has recently reached an agreement. And BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all of UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. If you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Not to mention, if you guys follow their Twitter account, they have all these like random things you can bet on. Um, my favorite one, I brought this up on last Sunday's podcast, but it's pretty funny, but also like kind of really cool. They even have been tweeting out like monuments, Confederate, old Confederate monuments in certain um, states that they think could or could not be torn down, and you can bet on those. It's incredible. <laughs> incredible. You can bet on anything. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So outside of the bubble, we obviously had a lot of bubble news, uh, but there was some other significant news in the NBA, specific to the Thunder. Troy Weaver is now the GM of the Detroit Pistons. Troy Weaver signs a four-year deal with Detroit. He'd been in Oklahoma City since 2008 and really Honestly, I think it's safe to refer to him as uh, Sam Presti's right-hand man. Literally. I think he's got a a really strong history uh, with player personnel decisions. Um, Evaluating guys, you look at, you know, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. He's really credited with being instrumental uh, in the Thunder picking those players. Uh, So you think about the success that the Thunder, Thunder have had. Uh, Troy Weaver has been a huge part of that. And aside from being disappointed that he won't be in Oklahoma City any longer, incredibly thrilled for Troy and the opportunity that he's got in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's 100% overdue. Um, you've heard his name a lot in different talks uh, with different teams in the past, the past couple of off seasons particularly. And he is a guy, I mean, I, I was tweet this out, but we've known this as Thunder fans for a long time. He was one of the most instrumental uh, people in the staff about uh, recruiting Russell Westbrook, a a guy who many people were shocked went as high as he did. Right. And look how that played out. Exactly. He was around and had a similar role in terms of James Harden. James Harden was another guy who guys were like, okay, he's going to be a solid player, but kind of overweight. Uh, We aren't sure he has all these capabilities. He might be a good role player. And, you know, look what he's blossomed into. Serge Ibaka is similar. And so you have all these players that he's – he's so great with player uh, development um, talent scouting and I think those are all big reasons that the Pistons uh, actually you know announced today when when they made the announcement of Troy Weaver's hiring um, those are some of the reasons that they mentioned and think about a team like Detroit I mean if if Troy can turn them around I mean he will make his career Uh, he could have a Sam (laughs) Presti-esque career I mean seriously like think of Sam when he was in Seattle and again you know he started right around the time when the the Seattle uh, Supersonics transferred over to uh, or were brought over to OKC. And it's not to say that, obviously, it's going to be very uh, absurd if 
Troy were to, um, you know, draft three MVPs back to back to back. That probably won't happen. But, probably not. I mean, he, it, this is a team who needs new direction. This is a team who needs new uh, yep. talent uh, evaluations and a, a new approach to how they ap- approach the draft and how uh, building a team. And I think uh, Troy can absolutely provide that. And, and another thing to keep in mind, more connections for Presti. So maybe keep an eye on Detroit in the future when it comes straight in line <laughs> right. with OKC. You're going to get a good Detroit trade. Um, another interesting note that was pointed out by Woj in his article about this move is that uh, Russell Westbrook uh, was a client of uh, Tad Foucher, who worked at Wasserman. And this was a crazy Arne tidbit. I saw that. Tellum is the the Pistons chairman was running Wasserman back in that time period. So when Weaver was identifying Russell Westbrook and really pushing for him at, with the number four pick, uh, Arn was on the other end of the, the spectrum, kind of seeing it from Russell's perspective and seeing how all that played out. And now he's, he's involved in bringing Weaver to Detroit. Uh, it's crazy how stuff like that works out. It really is. And I, it's honestly also, though, like, how crazy is it though? Like it just shows you how important networking is. And yeah, I see that sure. in my career. I absolutely have seen that in my career. Uh, for example, I wouldn't be in this uh, at, with my current job if, if it were not for the networking that I had previously to that. And I'm sure you've seen that as well, Justin, in your career. Like, yep. networking is so important, and the NBA is no different. No matter how big it may feel, however many teams there is, uh, how big organizations are, networking is huge. And that just uh, it, it shows here. Just like you mentioned, it's crazy making those connections. Well, and now that uh, Weaver becomes the fourth GM hired out from under Sam Presti from the Thunder front office, yes. joining Rich Cho, Rob Hennigan, and Michael Winger. Uh, one of the most impressive GM trees in the NBA. We talk a lot about coaching trees, exactly. but as far as GM trees go, uh, it ties the Spurs for the for the most GMs in that same time period. Pretty incredible. Uh, incredible. And just absolutely. another testament to Presti. Um, you know, there's... Maybe even people who like are maybe even a little salty towards Presley because of um, his his luck. Because seriously, no matter how good <laughs> right. you are, you could be the best GM in the entire league, and you probably aren't going to draft three MVP players back to back to back. Right. Um, exactly. You know, maybe one or two times out of ten. And so um, there is a lot of luck involved in those selections, and I don't want to pretend like there isn't. <laughs> But with that being said, um, I, I feel like Presti sometimes, uh, outside of Thunder Twitter and outside of the national media, maybe some other like fan bases, for example, or some other um, media within other fan bases, kind of want to point out flaws. Um, yeah. Mainly because again, all you hear is like, "Oh, Presti drafted three back-to-back MVPs, and you know he's so good at player development." And I understand he's not perfect uh, by any means, but I think this just shows how great of a leader that he is. Not only with players and the players that he drafts and develops, but also just within the, the type of organization he runs to be able to develop these kind of, uh, uh, these kind of professionals who are so highly sought after in other markets. And I think that's really cool. It'll be interesting to see too, as the Thunder moves into this next phase of the franchise with all these draft picks, we'll see if uh, Troy Weaver's loss, how much it's felt as the Thunder are looking to evaluate that that next generation now, that of players is to a draft, great point. 
Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully Sam Presti, I'm sure he has more guys in the wing as we've seen. You don't lose four guys to become GMs if you don't have a good pipeline. Hopefully that pipeline continues and the Thunder can keep identifying uh, top talent with all of these draft picks that they have. So Justin, we, I, know, I know we have one shorter segment after this, uh, but we still have a little time. So I, I do want your opinion on this. That's a question that I had and you transitioned perfectly into it. Okay. Who, how do you think Presti fills this role? Um, for example, do you think he goes like the Billy Donovan route where he has somebody in mind outside the organization or does he go, and, you know, as we've seen, like within his front office, it, it almost seems like he likes to self-promote when it comes to the self off or <laughs> the front yeah. office. And when it comes to the, um, you know, coaching or at least the head coaching, um, he, he, he likes to, uh, look outside and find the right leader. And then he promotes coaches up throughout the, the coaching system within the organization when it comes to assistant coaches and things of that nature. But I'm curious what your thought is. Is Does he look out? And, and knowing Presti, he might do all the above. But what's kind of your thought? Which way are you leaning there? That's a great question. Um, I I don't know that I, I know the exact answer to that. I think where, where it gets tough with the Thunder right now is I'm not sure who's left in the cupboard, you know, Fair. with with Rob Hennigan and with Troy Weaver both leaving i'm i'm honestly i'm not familiar enough with the front office to necessarily know who's next uh to where i'm sure he's got guys that he feels loyal to and that he probably sees uh in a strong positive light but it wouldn't surprise me to see him go elsewhere uh to look at somebody who might be ready to to step into that kind of you know second man role underneath Presti. Uh, like you said, he's, he's a well-revered GM uh, for the most part outside of certain circles. And I think that there's probably a lot of front office executives who would jump at the chance to come work with him and, and to be his right hand man and kind of fill that role. I think it, it would be a great development opportunity for any number of executives. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I think that's another good point too. Like if Presti shows that he's committed um, to staying long-term with the Thunder, which I think he is. I have no reasons to doubt that he isn't, unless we're just shocked with another, like, Kevin Durant-like decision with Sam Presley going to, like, the New York <laughs> Knicks. But that won't happen now, by the way, with the Leon Rose hiring. But, right. um, you know, just using that as an example. Uh, so with that being said, I think that's a really good point you bring up, Justin, and that um, with Presley still being here, and if he is committed long-term with all these draft picks and this huge plan moving forward with the different options he has and, um, with these draft picks and these young players like Shea, um, it'll be very interesting to see who is, like you said, he may usually uh, lean towards, you know, self-promoting you know, with, within the organization, but there might be a lot of people outside of the organization who are chomping at the bit to join and be under Pressy during this new era of Thunder basketball with all these incredible options. So I, I like that point you brought up. The interesting stuff for sure. Well, before we get out of here, uh, Taylor alluded to it. We want to do something. We like to end on a lighter note. Uh, so we have a segment uh, here to close us out. Going back to the uh, the Disney World bubble and the hotels, uh, we have a little thought experiment that we want to go through. And this is a pick your NBA roommate and hotel. So if you were going to the bubble, uh, I don't think the players are going to be required to have a bunk mate, but let's pretend they do. Uh, who would you want to be your roommate and which hotel would you choose to stay in? This is so tough because there's so many options here. 
There's a lot of different routes. Uh, the first one that came to mind for me is uh, Robin Lopez. Yes, so that's awesome. If you're not familiar, uh, the Lopez brothers are big Disney fans. Uh, I actually saw that once the hotel assignments came out, Robin Lopez was actually <laughs> offering to trade rooms with uh, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, or Carmar- Carmelo Anthony so he could stay at the Yacht Club. <laughs> Carmelo, um, I will trade you a um, a a a uh, Bucks first round draft pick to be able to trade hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have a feeling like. That dude probably knows all the ins and outs and the secrets. And if you're hanging out with him at the Yacht Club, probably going to be a good time. Well, something else we need to mention, um, there's some rumors. Now, this this part hasn't been uh, officially reported, but there's rumors that once the NBA players get to that certain phase where they're all allowed to interact with different hotels and things of that nature, uh, obviously while still staying within the bubble, that they could attend some parks um, when they have family with them, maybe even after hours when um, certain guests who are allowed in the bubble, um, not in the bubble, sorry, allowed into the theme parks, they could go to some of these theme parks. And one of the theme parks, now I'm assuming uh, based off the proximity, I've been to Animal Kingdom and also seeing it on the map. Um, that's one such theme park that they mentioned, like there's some like trails and things that they could access there. And so... Um, yeah, like you know, a guy like Brooke or a a, a, a guy like Robin, uh, they could they could show you the all the different you know secrets that the parks had to offer, and especially if you're um, given like you know backstage passes, essentially. Um, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, they will uh, they'll hook you up. <laughs> what about you? So were you were you bunking? I kind of was like thinking about this, and um, so I, I started looking at the list of teams and where they were saying specifically, and kind of stood by that. Um, and I kind of took it two ways. I'm, I was thinking a Thunder direction and an NBA Y direction. So my NBA Y direction is kind of boring. Um, I because you know if I, if I could say with any player in the NBA, I'm obviously going to pick one of the most interesting guys, one of the most smartest guys in the league, the best player I could say with. Um, and my pick would be LeBron, just because to get to pick that man's brain would be fascinating to me for 24 hours. That's fair. Uh, yeah. To ask him questions about life, about NBA, uh, how he sees the game, um, how his his thought process, trying to just kind of get a feel on that, seeing how he interacts with others, which would be so fascinating to me. Also, he's on one of the top-seeded teams in the West, and so therefore he's in, quote-unquote, the nicest hotel, apparently. Um, so that's, you know, always a good pick, NBA-wide. But if we're going Thunder-specific, this is kind of my fun one. I don't want to stay with Darius Baisley. That man seems like he Dude, is a blast. I was going to say that Yes, next. Yes, he, he's, <laughs> he seems like such a fun time, right? We see all of his Instagram posts and all of his social media he's posts. He's a goofball. He's a goofball. And he's close to, to my age, and so we, we, I think we'd have a ton of fun. Like I, like I said, if we could go to the parks after hours, we'd have so much fun. Um, and, and you know what? If, if I was with Darius, I think we'd want to try and trade him to the Yacht Club because that's supposed to be like one of the most um, – I don't know, you're in closer proximity maybe and just maybe closer to, to different theme parks, different things to do. It's supposed to be maybe a little more fun and entertaining. Um, so if I could be in the Yacht Club with Darius, I think we would have an absolute blast. So those are my two picks. <laughs> That's solid. I was going to say Bays as well. I think, uh, like you said, he's, he's a goofball. <laughs> I think he, he'd be a good time. Um, I think I, I would also have to add... Um, Hook, hook me up with uh, Victor Oladipo. Oh, Let's get some late night karaoke there going. You go. um, I can't promise that I'll be a, a positive compliment to what he brings <laughs> to the table, but I'll try. To the microphone, uh, not to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. 
Um, That's a good one. He'd just be know, a fun, like, happy, go with the flow kind of guy to hang out with in a place like that. He, he also be like a good, a good dude. Also be good. yeah. You think about cleanliness. Uh, my guy Bays, he, he might be super. Yeah. He's either he's gonna be like one of the two opposites, right? He's either gonna be like because I, I, obviously I have no idea. Um, just based off his personality, he's either going to be like the super messy guy who just doesn't care, or he's gonna be like the super clean freak who's like super OCD. There's no in between <laughs> with Baisley. That's my opinion from the outside looking in. With uh, Vic, I, I feel fair. like Vic's gonna be like super clean cut. Um, everything's like neatly placed. I could be wrong there as well, but that's kind of my opinion. So I think Vic might be a, a, a Guru Bay as well. I can see that. I definitely can see that. The last choice I'd have, uh, they'd have to be okay with a third wheel. but uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know how they'd feel about putting roommates together across teams, but can I join the Bobby and Toby tandem? Yes. Get Boban and Tobias Harris. And get them on the uncontested. And we're, and we're in business. Yes. That's right. <laughs> but Let, seriously, let's give though, them their own how pod. cool would that be? And how cool would that be? Like if they actually like and here in, in a month or so can like they can link up and stuff and and hang out. That's that's like a really yeah. That's really cool. I like also it. like on that note. How often will we see? You mentioned cards earlier. How often will we will we see the banana boat crew together? Like LeBron right? and CP3 uh-huh. and uh, Carmelo. I guess poor D Wade um, unless he's. Gets media credentials. He's he's, yeah, out, of, right. he's out of the boat, but it'll be interesting. I think he'll be all right. <laughs> I think he'll be all right. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys for checking out the podcast tonight. We we thank you so much, as always, for your support. Uh, if you don't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, it helps other people find us. It makes us feel good inside. Also, give us a five-star review while you're at it. Uh, puts, a, puts a smile on my face and warms Jacob's cold, dead heart. So you've got that going for you. Um, we also have a request. We have a listener survey from Blue Wire. Uh, you can find it. If you look at our Twitter feed, you can find a link to the Blue Wire survey. It takes literally like 60 seconds. And anybody who submits is entered, to win a, a, entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods or some Blue Wire merch. So go check that out. Uh, tell us a little about yourself and maybe win some dope AirPods. Amongst other prizes as well. There's some smaller prizes. Amongst other prizes. And not to mention, really quick, we uh, we actually have some big news that we'll be dropping soon that we're really excited about. Um, a collaboration that we uh, are really looking forward to um, in the coming weeks. So be, be on the lookout. Um, we're really excited. I think it's going to be really big for us. So, so stay tuned. Boom. Uh, more good news on the way. As always, uh, check us out. Twitter and Instagram at the underscore uncontested. We're on Facebook. Uh, sometimes we're on Reddit. We're doing our best. Uh, check us out wherever you interact, and hopefully we will be there. Until next time, thanks for listening. And thunder up. Nobody builds 5G. Like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.